Ladies and gentlemen, yes. welcome to Musicians Having Coffee and Talking About Stuff. The illustrious, the illustrious Ted Leonard with us today. That's very nice. My, what is that? My Ted's Hallmark Christmas movie. Watching yeah, so my, <laughs> my wife got a kick out of over the Christmas season of how many of those movies I watched. You know, I would like binge on the Hallmark channel. I know I seem gruff and right. That's <laughs> funny, dude. My exterior is so masculine, but uh, I would turn those on and she would just wait for She would just watch me like a like a her prey, like white waiting for me to cry. She, <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna cry, aren't you? Big sissy girl. So anyway, so so for Christmas she got me this cup and then like socks that on the bottom of them, if you can see this, you know, on the bottom of the sock it says, if you can see this, I'm watching Hallmark Channel. It's really pathetic. Wow. Honest. That is pretty yeah. sad, I must say. She, she gets off on emasculating <laughs> Well, I've been known to watch but a I Hallmark. Must, I must enjoy it a little bit too because I'm 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 advertising it myself, so I've uh, I've been known to watch a Hallmark movie or two every now and again. Some of them are just terrible. Some of them they're, are some of them are actually okay and pretty good, you know. Yeah, like, they're all terrible. They're all exactly the same. Well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, there was there was one. I can't believe we're discussing this, but there's one called Window Wonderland that I thought was pretty good. Uh, like it was, a, you know, it was kind of a cute little rom com. It wasn't exactly the same as, you know, all of them. So I mean, I even know names of them, Ted. So I'm hope I'm making. That's, I didn't remember any names. I, I, I just I'm, know. Yeah, hope I I'm making you feel better. Know. It's a the the premise is you know a really cute girl who's slightly thick once she gets below the waist. And either that or I think the aspect ratio on my TV with that channel was wrong because they all looked <laughs> white. Um, but I was always such, you know, it was always such a, a positive story. It's like, hey, pudgy girls can find love. That's beautiful. <laughs> Man, you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> well it's That's always it. like some older actress that you know like used to be like uh, the Relevant. you know a star on a tv show in the 80s or something and now right. yeah uh, but you know some of them are some of them five and, it was but the-, <laughs> the fun thing is to figure out like okay uh you know, and it's so obvious. Like, okay, there's the love interest guy. That's got to be the love interest right. guy. We're not sure yet. They don't like each other at first, Ted. <laughs> it's conflict, right? <laughs> conflict and resolution. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, usually they're usually in some bad relationship already with some dank guy. You know, right. somebody. It's not lifetime, so nobody's getting hit. But uh, if it was lifetime, the girl would be getting hit by whoever she's with. Oh, is that the distinction? Yeah, I think that's a distinction. That's a yeah. It's part of it's like lifetime television for women who are really. Abused. It's horrible. Anyway, <laughs> I'm getting in all sorts of trouble today already. This right? Is yeah, this is rough. Well, it's musicians talking about stuff, so we can talk about anything. This is stuff indeed. Yes. Yeah. So this is my. Uh, so I live in New York now, and this is my studio. It looks a little bit more like a studio than my last place that you made fun of on our last conversation. That's right. <laughs> done a lot with it. But, uh, oh, I've got all my guitars hung up, so that's cool. Yeah, that's um, cool, man. This is my favorite right now, though. I had to show this one. I bought this for my daughter. And it's like, you know, it's one of those, like, little tiny ones. Yeah. It's like the best-sounding Strat I've ever owned. 
it's so cool. It's like three quarter size, like, hey, fat guy in a little jacket kind of thing. <laughs> I love it. I'm totally going to record some on the next Pattern Seeking Animals album with this thing for sure. It's like my favorite sounding strat, and it's one of those squires that you buy three quarter size for kids. Wow. And I love it. <laughs> so, anyway, that's yeah. my favorite right Sometimes the cheap things are, are cool, actually. Yeah. You know, uh, some of my favorite instruments have not been the most expensive ones, but... Well, what about your Strat? What's the story behind that? Was that expensive? Uh, not for me. It was a gift. Oh, and and I think uh, at the time, my brother Richard, he was buying... My brother Richard was buying and selling stuff out of the recycler in LA, which was like the used music gear paper we had something similar in the bay area yeah and he would go there like super early on thursdays i think it was that's when it came out and he would get the paper like you know before it came out or something if you went to the offices you could get and he'd go and scour it and get all the killer deals so he got he got the strat for a girlfriend of mine to give to me on my birthday in the 80s sometime for i think 150 bucks Wow, yeah. that's like a 70s, 70 Strat or what? Yeah, I think it's a 76 or 78. Got a big headstock on it, right? Yeah, yeah. It only has three, uh, for you know the real guitar nerds out there, it only has three bolts in the neck. So it's easier, huh. to, thro- it's e- easier to throw out a tune than the ones that have four. But uh, it's home. You know, I played it, you know, from that day forward in the clubs. Uh, and all you have that- some sort of some sort of humidity control in your studio to keep your instruments from getting all wacky. No. See, that's the thing that I've found out because my, my office like backs up to, you know, open space. I have all these big windows. It's beautiful. Oh, that's um, really nice, man. Yeah. Uh, so it backs up to all this open space, but you know, because it's the big windows, all the humidity gets in. And I've just noticed like, you know, one of my, the blonde strat up there, it's a, it's completely fretting out now. The, the neck is bowed. And uh, in the move, I lost all my little adjustment tools. So I got to go find an Allen wrench. But um, uh-huh. that's why everybody's that's why everybody's big on the, uh, the, what do they call the roasted maple necks now? Because apparently they stand up to humidity. We Californians never knew that that was a thing. <laughs> I still don't. I haven't really thought about it. I don't, I've only noticed it with, uh, with the, my piano in the other room. Oh, yeah. Um, the guy who tuned it said, oh, you need to put a dehumidifier by this, which, of right. course, I didn't actually do. But yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, my Strat, um, the distress on it is is uh, stuff that I inflicted on it. Right. Like, when I got it, it looked regular. Like, I actually rubbed, like, the way it's all, like, open wood at the top. That's from me playing, like, ACDC Split. songs five nights a week in clubs in L.A., <laughs> that's the best kind i mean i was i remember when i first got the the black one you see there that's a tom anderson those are expensive i that was like thirty four hundred dollars and i remember i was so careful with it and now it's just beat to hell if you if you look close it looks fine from about three feet away but if you look close it's just nicked and yeah because again because of cover band gigs you know but it's but you know even when you go on tour there's been times where you know, I've never brought that one on a tour. The only time I've played that in front of progressive rock uh, audience was when I sat in for Royna on the ship. Uh, No kidding. That was the only time I got to play a guitar. I actually like, 
because usually when I play with Transatlantic, I need to switch back and forth between acoustic and, and electric really quick. So I use that line six kind of uh, looks like a Les Paul guitar. Right. Which I, you know, it's great. It's fine, but it's not like my baby. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was so cool to do that, that gig on the, the boat and be able to pull out a guitar. I actually enjoy playing, you know? Yeah. For once. It's hard to find a guitar. That's your baby. It's like, I've tried to take other guitars and I always wind up just, I don't know, man, just string up the strat, you know, I, I, as far as well, playing, baby, especially then. for playing live, like I love to play the 335 in the studio, but I'm still not really comfortable with it live for some reason. Right. Like there's a, no, I know there are some guitars that, that are great for the studio because they make you fight harder to get something out of them. You know, but then well, I don't know about that. To, I mean, but it, with the with the three thirty five, I love the tones and stuff. But it's so big, you know, and, right. and there's this feeling in my mind. I think that it's fragile, <laughs> and I don't like to feel. I like with the Strat. Like I've been playing it hard for so long. Like I don't. I don't. I'm not worried about it at all. Right. You know? there's, maybe, yeah. Maybe I well, should. No, be. I, I know a lot of people will have a um, like, especially on bass. Um, I think even Dave's talked about. It. He's he's got basses that have higher action. His action is always high for my taste, anyway. Mm. Um, Dave Marrows, for those who don't know, um, and his, but but he enjoys like a bass that has bad action because it kind of handcuffs you during the recording process, makes you sim- maybe simplify your part for for one song or something like that. Whereas really? if it's a if the guitar, if you put nines on and it's just so, you know, easy to play, then you're just going to noodle too much or something like that. So, <laughs> really? It's a theory. I do like to have some meat. You know, I, if, if this, if the action's too close, I don't know. I, it, I can't, I don't feel that. And it's just weird. It's probably a lot of what you're used to, you know? I think if your hands are anything like Al's and they probably are, I heard and you guys probably share some DNA in there. Um, his his fingers are so strong. I mean, it doesn't matter what guitar he picks up. You know, when I watch his left hand, um, it just doesn't matter. I, you know, he can pick up an acoustic and he can solo like it's an electric nearly. If he had a yeah. sustainer pedal, that's what it would sound like. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's just so strong. Like for me, single note stuff on an acoustic, like you, like you do, it, it probably makes sense why you're so good at soloing on an acoustic. If, if guitars don't throw you off because your fingers are just that strong. So if it does, if an acoustic doesn't slow you down, then a three thirty five isn't going to slow you down. You know? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, the three thirty five is really cool. That's a, that's a Gibson, by the way, for those that don't know. But anyway, tell me about, uh, you know, speaking of transatlantic, because we haven't determined whether you're for sure going to be the fifth guy, right? There was those emails with, I haven't, I haven't heard back yet. So yeah. Um, what do you, so, what do you think? Well, I think it's, you know, I think it's logistically fine. And because the, the Canadian gigs also on the East coast, I think, you know, it's only the flights I looked up were only like six hours. So if I get out of there, you know, at 12 o'clock, I'll be there in plenty of, or if I get out there in the morning, I, I'll be there in plenty of time for sound check and everything. Yeah. The next day, but, so I really want to. I mean, I really want to do it for a number of reasons. You know, I don't know. I don't know how many more tours Spox is going to do or Enchant, and you know, Pattern Seeking Animals is. You know, I. I don't foresee that ever being a big thing. This, this, I get this like sneaking sus- suspicion that this might be like the last 
big, cool thing I get to do, you know, and my work is so busy right now to take more than three weeks off would be, would be questionable anyway. Well, um, the yeah, question is, I, I think the question in the emails is about the rehearsal schedule. Like, yeah. will you be able to, no, cause pretty much I, like once the transatlantic, except for that one day, once the transatlantic ship goes, like so, you you you'll have to be all totally ready to do those pattern sinking animal gigs. Basically, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> so we've got this transatlantic live schedule that by the time this airs, I guess would be the right word, uh, that will already be announced. So so we can talk about it. But uh, uh, Ted also has some pattern sinking animals uh, gigs during that same time. Uh, like on the ship, you'll have to make sure that everything's cool on the ship too. You know what I mean? Right, I guess Jimmy's like Jimmy's in three different things on the ship too. So that luckily we don't have to deal with his schedule. But uh, right, but you know that's always the case. I don't know how they do it. They've always had to juggle things. You know, the first time, first time I was on a cruise was Transatlantic and Spox. Second time was Spox and Enchant. Third time was Spox and Enchant. And then you know it's always. I've only had one cruise where it was just Spox. Right, and, and it wasn't on there, or Transatlantic wasn't on there, and yeah, I, you know, and I think I think that was the last one, and then I still jumped up and played with you guys. So I still, you know, there's still rehearsals to run to. Yeah, you know, that's kind of the beauty of it. I think that the cruises are so fun that way, getting to play with other people. And oh yeah, yeah, I've I've only done one where I only had one gig, you know, or you know, the two shows to do. There's always. There's always tons of other stuff. And then people come up and like, hey, would you guest with me? We're going to, and we're going to rehearse in my room on, you know, on your only day that you could go to the beach. Right. The wives love it when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. My, my no poor complaints. wife is like, um, totally abandoned. The, uh, the first, yeah. And on the first, I remember the first cruise we did, um, you, you also had the Sunday morning service that you had to do and not had to do, but. Yeah, you yeah. Were running around like crazy. I remember, and that was the same cruise where we recorded in the theater the Spock Beard show with you coming in playing the light and and I think go the way you go two songs. I'm not sure. No, the light and June. I think June. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we had to my keyboard rig. You know, we had to get that on a on a thing and run to the pool stage for Transatlantic. Yeah. I get it all plugged in. It was, it was like, you know, we had like a 20 minute window there. That yeah. Was that insane. was so funny because they were like, uh, there was big arguments that had gone on. I don't know if you were aware, but there was big arguments with the planners of that cruise. Um, you know, because they knew that, Oh, Neil's going to guess, you know, with Spocks and Ted's doing Spocks. And then, so like it was, you know, Spock's ended at 10:45 and this pool stage show was supposed to start at 11 or something. So right. so uh, yeah, there was but, a bunch of those. <laughs> but for whatever reason they decided that was the way it needed to be. And uh but then it was going to be like, okay, we're going to Neil, we're going to have a guy there and he's going to take you below the ship like and he did. He took me like all the way down. There's like something they call like Main Street or something that down in the catacombs of those ships. That's where like Leonardo DiCaprio's character would be hanging out. I, 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 lower than that. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. It's like where they're all working, but it's all completely open and you can walk like from one end of the ship to a, another, 
without wow. any obstructions. Yeah, it was pretty cool. interesting. But it, and it was also like they were. I think they were trying to, you know, whisk me away like like a big star and keep me, you know, like we'll we'll take you right up to the stage. And um, anyway, so we. So we got down there, we walk across and we come up and then we it's like, okay, now we got to get in the elevator and go up to the pool stage, right? So we get in the elevator with all the people, you know, full of people that were just at the show. Like, oh, hey, Neil, how's it going? Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get up to the pool stage. So yeah, okay. It was just funny. Yeah, the worst is the crowded elevators when you've just jumped off stage. I mean, I don't know if right. you're like me, but I sweat so much when I'm on stage. I'm just a sweater, you know? And so I get on there and people are like, hey, man, they'll, they'll pat you on the back. They'll be like, Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people like, go. Sometimes that? people will go to hug me, and I'm like, "Oh, you don't want to do that." It's oh, just no. goosh. Yeah. 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 It's just, yeah. yeah. There's been a uh, many of those. So you're doing it. I yeah. Well, yeah. I want to do it. So, so well, we want you to do it. So Ted PSA. Leonard, ladies and gentlemen, is the fifth guy Ooh. for the upcoming transatlantic gigs in 2022. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I got to figure out something to to not have to use that line six guitar though. I got to figure out something. Well, I'm sure That's you can figure thing. it out. <laughs> to be able to, well, even one of those stands like that, you know, that has the acoustic, like Al has, you know, would probably do the trick. You know, I just need to get one of those. Instead oh yeah, I have one. I own one of those stands for Morse Fest. Oh yeah, they're actually pretty expensive. What are they call lavalier stands or something. They have, a I don't fun, know. they have a fancy name. Yeah, I got to get one anyway because I'm I'm so tired of that simulated acoustic sound. I mean, it's great. It sounds pretty convincing when you're like finger picking or playing soft, but as soon as you start strumming, it's horrible. And if you have the twelve string sound on, there's a little bit of latency. Oh wow! So when we were doing, I can't remember what song it was, but I remember uh, when we did a live video, I had to replace all my twelve string strummy parts because I was like just far enough behind to where it was just not grooving at all, you know? Oh, wow. So, yeah. Anyway, the fun, the, the techie stuff. Yeah. The gear stuff. Yeah. But you know, I was talking about being on the cruise. You got any funny stories of mishaps and things? I mean, cause it's pretty crazy up there sometimes, you know, that I can share. Um, yeah. Things that you can share. Right? <laughs> I, there's been a, there's been, you know, yeah, there's been moments. Well, actually, you know, the, I think it was one of the first cruises. Was hanging out with with Tiffany and Nick, um, and we went and did karaoke at the end of the night. The, one of the cruises they had karaoke every night. Dude, that is legendary. Yeah, and yeah. so we, we first of all, Tiffany's a hoot, as everybody knows, you know, and I love Nick. And we were just hanging out. I think we were just having drinks or whatever, and. We were like, let's go up to karaoke and we're going to pick songs. You know, I'm kind of confusing the story as the time when I was hanging out with Eric and his wife, Eric Gillette and his oh, wife. Oh yeah, that was another one. Yeah. That was another that was another time. But this time was really funny too, because I I put forth the same premise. It's like we're gonna go up there, we're gonna sing the thing that we think would be, you know, what prog fans w- would want to hear least. And uh <laughs> and so, yeah, so you know, so he he got up and he I think he did some Tony Orlando or, you know, Neil Diamond song, um, which Neil Diamond, you know, that's, that's universal. That, that works. That's not really the, going with the rules. I got up and did an Eminem tune and uh, <laughs> you lose yourself, you know, 
his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy, his vomit on a sweater already, mom's spaghetti, he's never seen all that. And, uh, oh, yeah, so, sure, I know every word, man. Yeah, I totally don't know that one. But, uh, but, you know, people are going, what? I, was, I had a hoodie on, too, and I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was funny. And then I did um, a song by Usher called Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know that one. Oh, yeah, my kids love that song. <laughs> so, well, my wife and I still do the cover band thing. Oh, are you so still doing that? Are you doing it in New well, York we, now? We're, we were going to, um, and we, you know, we still might, but some things have transpired that might, you know, cut into that a little bit because we went to guest lead at a little um, church start, uh, you know, a complete, it was like 40 people at this church, you know, and we didn't know that we didn't know it was a working audition. We just were guest leading because their normal worship leader was out of town. So we brought in, you know, and I'd been to that church a couple of times and, you know, the person led from keyboards and she, you know, sings very, you know, kind of thing, kind of old school. Yeah. And we went in there with our, you know, big bombastic modern worship. <laughs> and, uh, and then we found out that, that that girl had put in her notice a couple of weeks before and, so anyway, we're going to be taking that over. Uh, apparently, that just came about as a Monday. After well, that's really cool, man. Summer. What's what yeah, city? So, what city is that in? In case anybody wants to go, Victor, New York. So we're in Canandaigua, which is near one of the Finger Lakes uh, hmm. by that name. And uh, and Victor is a town just to the side of it, and it's kind of near Rochester. Okay. So we're we're hoping to pull some talent from Rochester. This doesn't need to be in the shot. Do they have really? talent in Rochester? Do they? They do. Really? Well, New York, you know, it's, yeah. it has some. However, when you get to the outskirts, like where I am, yeah, the talent pool becomes very shallow. Yes. Uh, but you so have pretty, filled it dramatically, no doubt. You and your yeah. wife. Overflowing. Overflowing. Yes. <laughs> well, that's really cool, man. I'm glad to hear cool. that. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I mean, I've got to, like, so now I've got to, like, pull together you know, planning center and charts and, and, and we're, we don't have a keyboardist. So I've got my keyboard out. I need to, uh, I want to be able to lead from keyboards every once in a while. You know, there's certain songs where, and it's just so much because usually I'm leading from electric and the biggest hole in the sound when you do that is like when someone's talking and you want to just have a little ambiance behind them. Mm -hmm. Electric doesn't really, I mean, it can, but it doesn't really do the trick like an acoustic or just like a nice little pad or something, you know, yeah, you need that. Yeah. My by the way, yeah, my favorite my favorite new worship stuff is I think it's called Maverick City or have you heard any of that stuff? Um I think so. Look up uh, you hold it all together and refiner. They're both really really good. My favorite right now is Elevation uh yeah. that song Rattle. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. We did Rattle on on a, on Sunday and that's just like it's just, you know, it's big rock. Yeah, so you the bones. <laughs> The bones are rattling. Yeah. That's so funny how like we're losing our audience entirely right now, but, uh, <laughs> right. but it's so funny. It's so funny how, there might how, be two. How we, there's probably two guys going, Oh, they're talking about worship. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like so many songs with dry bones in it right now. It's like the thing right now. Well, I love so, Lauren Daigle's. Oh, that was her first come out thing. Wasn't it? Dry bones. Yeah, you call out to dry bones. Come alive. Come alive. Look that one. Look that one up. Oh, it's great. Yeah. We call out to dead hearts. Come alive. 
yeah that was a first one you're serenading me right now i'm I'm getting all into it man yeah (laughs) i love a good worship song i mean i I, i'd like to hear more controversial uh fifth chords you remember that joke like they were, they were, that was on the Onion or the Babylon Bee or something like that. It was like they showed all these protesters outside of church and then said, you know, protest breaks out as Hillsong introduces controversial fifth chord. I know, right? It's so funny. I mean, it's like, it is so true. Every song, well, it's still, it's still U2 and Cold. Play. If you yeah, it consider is. Cold derivative of U2, yeah. it's like, it's, it's, it's amazing to me that, that so it much mileage. <laughs> <laughs> I know it hasn't progressed, and the guitar players are still going dick, 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 with the delay tricks, and it's all you know, and way too much reverb, and you know, it seems to be more like more about the sound than it is, you know, the uh, the actual part. But there is some cool stuff out there too, even with that in mind. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? there is. Oh, there was another I mean, Babylon B that I really liked. It had this picture of a, a guitar pedal board with about a zillion <laughs> pedals, and it said. Uh, Pedals on worship leaders' pedal board outnumber chords used two to one. <laughs> that always is the case. If you have more than four, then yeah, that's always the case. I use the Helix. It's just, you know, that's kind of like the go-to if you don't want to have a big crazy board. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Or the, is so, that like the Fractal or the Limker yeah, it's or the, whatever? It's, it's, it's the Line 6 version of, a, of the Fractal. It's this oh, guy yeah. right here. Yeah, um, you know, but it's uh, the fractal's cooler for those people who want to spend way too much money. And uh, Eric, and um, <laughs> Eric uses a fractal, right? Don't you have a fractal now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's I don't, really- I don't use it at church. I don't use it in the studio either. Um, I used it a little bit on on uh, Solar Gratia, but I don't know. I'm still. I just don't feel it. I want to, I, I, I like pedals, but I just feel pedals better. Yeah. I like being able to, oh. to, I don't want to program. I can't program everything I'm going to want to use. And I don't know. I'm just funny. No, I, I feel you there, but like the number, if you, if you're going after, you know, the sounds that they are using these days, yeah. then I mean, like you almost have to have like some, because you, otherwise you're going to have to own, like three different kinds of reverb pedals, right? Three different kinds of delay, and no, I don't want to do that. So right? Yeah, sure. If I'm going to spend my money, it's going to always be on an overdrive pedal. That's why I have this box full of overdrive pedals at all times. <laughs> I have crazy. a lot of them too. I got a lot of I'm them just, too. I got the what? What do you got? I got my favorites. The Mesa, the Mesa overdrive. I forget what it's called, but that's a really good one. I still have my Metal Zone. You got Metal Zone? Really? Yeah. I don't have a Metal Zone. Never like that. Oh, but I always use the Twin. It's horrible, but it's it's really great for if you just want to do some horrible, like really gnarly sound, like ah, thing right. that just comes in. You know, uh, it, it's great for that. I remember doing the the solo there in Time Has Come spot on the on the Beware of Darkness album. There's I really liked I liked my solo from the demo so much through the metal zone that it's in one side and Al's in the other side. We used them both. Oh, that's Because I just got some insane stuff. And I remember Sherry's grandma was still alive and living with us at the time. And I was recording in the attic. And she, I think she called Sherry and she said, is the guitar going to be on all day? Because <laughs> I was just going, Aah! it was just like, insane feedback and you know 
And then I would just like record just a little two second piece of this and use it, you know. But yeah, metal zone's know. actually useful. Yeah, I've got I've got just so many overdrive pedals. My favorites right now are the good old Chandler tube driver, which is actually was originally it's one of those big pedals um, that uh, that you know like David Gilmore would use. It's fairly large. This is the Livingston bubble wrap that I just moved, but it's it's this big. It's this one. Oh yeah, yeah. Eric Johnson, David Gilmore. It's just. And this isn't actually the Chandler. This is the one made by the the, the guy himself, uh, BK Butler. But um, and when I call, I actually called him and talked to him. I'm like, oh man, yeah, the Chandler two driver was one of my favorites, and that was like saying the wrong thing to him because they took over his design and they oh. changed the mid, they changed the frequencies a little bit, and it was more mid focused. He goes, yeah, they ruined it. <laughs> so I bought this one for way too much money. And then because my Chandler was like in disrepair for like 20 years, and um, but I finally got the Chandler fixed and I put them side by side. I'm like, sorry, BK Butler, the Chandler guys got it right. Cause that's still, you know, it's still my favorite. Oh man. And I'm telling. It just adds something. It, it kind of sucked. I'm telling. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. yeah, no, I don't think he, I don't think he'll be watching this. Hey, I wanted to tell a funny story. The story that I think is funny anyway, of, uh, I was back, I'm back on being on the cruise and crazy stuff happening. Um, Okay, so last time I played on the pool stage was with Flying Colors. I think it was for it was like Mike's birthday and he was doing like a little bit of, you know, everything from his career and I think I think that's what it was. But Todd was uh you know Todd, my friend. Yeah. You know Todd? My friend Todd. Uh anyway, that guy, he, that guy owes me 50 bucks. Right. Uh <laughs> He was he was uh, my tech, and it was just hilarious. They took forever to get you know when you're waiting backstage and you're and you're you're late, and you're waiting for the all the crew guys to come out and say come down and say yeah you're ready everything's ready, you know that you're basically waiting for them to tell you all your equipment's ready and your your my headset and everything, and so they finally they finally it's like forty five minutes late and they finally do that and we go up and the first thing that i and i'm like hey did you make sure that the leslie's working did you make sure that you know did you check all my stuff you know i always just drill who's ever are the pedals taped down there's all, all the right. all the stuff that they i need to make sure yeah and so i i get up there and the first thing that happens is i notice that this computer actually that i'm looking at right now is the same computer and it's closed the computer's closed the main stage is asleep yeah, and it won't just wake back up. I know from experience, you can't just open it up and it work. It it you have to restart. Right. So, do you need to restart your computer or just restart main stage? I think you need to restart the computer and it's and it's kind of a little wow. bit older and doesn't go like super fast. So that's right. a first that's the first like, "Oh my god." And so the gig's starting, right? And I'm like and I've got a headset on, so I can't really yell. I'm like, "Todd, I'm trying to pull it up. Todd, I'm trying to get his attention. So he finally he finally comes up and I've got the organ to play but and the Leslie is not hooked up correctly. Oh man. <laughs> but anyway, I start so I I'm starting to play it's the beginning of Blue Ocean, right? So I'm just playing while, you know, Todd's working on the other side of the rig. Okay. So this is all right. So and it's the the reason why my 
computer was closed is because it was really windy. So I don't know why I've got my headset on with the cables and stuff, and but I left my lanyard on with got the big, you know, like cruise to the edge, you know, thing. Uh-huh. And so we start playing and the boat's rocking and every the audience, yay, and everything. And and then the the wind starts whipping the la- the the this the, the plastic thing while I'm singing. Like with the wheel of emotion, the thing starts going boom and hitting me in the eye. It's <laughs> the wind starts hitting me in the eye. <laughs> The, the plastic thing and so i'm like oh my god i gotta try to get this thing off and I, I don't know i think i was wearing maybe i was wearing glasses i don't know but so i try to get the lanyard off and i'm this is like now we're in the chorus tied up in your micro cable right and i'm trying to remember the chords and every and the words and everything at the same time oh yeah, yeah it gets it gets all wrapped up in my in my with my microphone and it's like i'm trying to get it off and i can't get it off and then i'm like Todd. so todd comes back up and he tries to get it off he can't manage to get it off so he just kind of tucks it into my pants or something and then he leaves now we're on the second verse now we're like on the second verse or second chorus even like now we're you know this is all going on while you're trying to like be with the audience be with the band and remember what song you're playing you know and then then I f- I feel the plastic thing like sliding down my leg. <laughs> it's, now, <laughs> it's now coming out of my shorts. Now it's now it's dangling and banging on my leg. <laughs> really it's super distracting. Now we're at the middle of the song, you know, blue ocean, take away. I'm like, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did you have to cram something down your pants, now he's got to pull it out from your pants. That's well, a friend. Well, he can't get it. He can't get that thing off. He finally he finds some wire cutters. He finally just cuts the lanyard thing. He just he just cuts the whole thing off of me and gets it out of there. And then the other keyboard was working, and we went on with the show. Yeah, but that, that was one of the, that was one of the funniest. The wind has has been a big part of a lot of cruise moments, but. That just that when you said that flap in your face, it just totally brought to mind like when when we were in kindergarten, they used to like pin your homework to your shirt so you wouldn't forget to bring it home, and it'd be like walk it home, and it's just like flap in your face too. But anyway, yeah, that, that never happened to me, man. That doesn't no, that doesn't that no. doesn't really happen, man. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> yeah that's funny that's i just funny. thought i'd kill what you said just because i thought it was a funny thing to do <laughs> well i just think that at your age you probably don't remember but yeah you know. well there you go there you go so what so, really. so what's I next man what's next what's, what's next for me i mean we're uh so pattern seeking is making their third album oh cool right now we're in the, when um jimmy just finished drums on the last four tracks and and um so i've got stems and i've got vocals to do um we're we're on pace to have it done and mixed by september and and uh you know and then the six month process begins because of good old vinyl and right so should be out you know should be out sometime in the next five years or so so but uh no i think we're we're aiming on having it out before the cruise hopefully um oh good to have be nice to have at least three albums for sale that won't sell, um, you know. But the, the variety's there, and that's important. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> no, actually, I think it's it's been received really well. It's just so weird 
you know, you own your own label, you run your own label. So you're probably acutely aware of your sales, but for the rest of, uh, the rest of us, I have no idea. I just, I don't know until we're past the break even point, you know, until I, yeah. you find out, you, you, I have no idea how it's going. I think it's going well. It's been well received, like critically. Yeah. I noticed that. But, yeah. but that's, you know, that's, I don't know if that's really a measure anymore because I don't know how, how many of those critics are, are, uh, and I, I probably shouldn't be saying this. I should put, put casting doubt on the positive reviews on, on an album that I'm supposed to be promoting. But, <laughs> Ted Leonard, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. There you go. <laughs> Brought to you, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, I think some of those guys are good friends with the label. You know, they've known Thomas for years here. Um, review this one. And you know what I mean? I just, I wonder, but you know, I don't they know. seem sincere. As I don't know, really. Is. You know, I don't really keep track of sales either. Every once in a while, um, even you know, even when I have my own distribution, every once in a while, I would ask the parent company. Um, I, I I had my finger on more on the pulse then because or I was paying for manufacturing. So if we needed more, I had to actually pay for it. So that that wakes you mm. up a little bit. But uh, yeah, um, that's a good call to get. You need more. Yeah, but that was also a bummer if you, you know, it was the big challenge was to order, you know, you'd order a little more print, you know, discount, right? but then sometimes you'd wind up, you know, they, they ship back to you like, you know, 6,000 units because you overordered or then if you, if you sell out of everything and you, and you need more to do the print, uh, just do a thousand print is like, you know, super expensive Whereas right. if you had ordered a thousand more, it would have cost you ten bucks at the time that you ordered. Right. So the, the ordering part was like always like yikes. And then as the music business began to change, you know, it was then it became you couldn't really go off what you sold on the last record three years ago. Right. You know, and it, you so know. it's so it's uh, quite the challenge. So now really, uh, Radiant is mainly. Uh, online outlet uh, for all of all things, you know, even uh, tickets and VIP tickets and oh, cool. records and all kinds of things. But it's really I don't have a I don't have distribution anymore, so I'm not really dealing with the record company side of things very much, which is great. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's one less thing to worry about for sure. Yeah, I have such a stockpile of just about every album I've ever been a part of. You know, luckily when we moved, we moved in a trailer, uh, not. Uh, not in a trailer because I was driving, but um, uh, so that, yeah. Uh, I figured we, that out we, all by myself, Ted. Yeah. We hauled a big trailer <laughs> behind us. And so we left a lot behind because my stepson was going to uh, take over the house that we were renting there and we bought here. Oh, great. And, uh, yeah. So we, we, we left a bunch of stuff. That poor guy, he's got a huge stockpile of CDs that, uh, that are just aging in my garage, you know? Yeah. Do you have, I, like, a, I, I, if I if I was a little more mobile, I'd take you into my. You could go see my garage is like packed. In I was fact, say, you probably need just a separate storage unit at this point just for that. Right? Well, I had one, but it was you know to have a temperature controlled storage unit was you know not worth the CDs that we were selling of the stock right. really. Um, right. So at some point, uh, at one point, well, I was like, man, just, we let's you know let's do whatever we can to get it all here. So um we we did that but i'm hoping to bring a bunch of this stuff to morse fest for to both morse fests that are coming up 
and uh, hopefully we'll sell a bunch of stuff there. We hope. We hope. Maybe you can bring a bunch of your stuff, Ted. Yeah. Well, Come now on. we have to. Now we have to send for it because it's in California. Oh yeah. But, yeah. There so, is that. Yeah, I know. I didn't. I always forget to bring. Like I've I had that solo album from back in 2007, and I could have brought that the last couple times. The coolest shirt I have is uh, was there was a shirt at the at the 20th anniversary uh, Morse Fest. You know, the one where we did. You know, the big all the members of Spocks. Yeah, and it's got, it's got the voices of Spocks on it. Do you, I don't know if you got one of those. I don't remember who printed it, but it's got like the little sil- silhouette of you, me, and Nick. Yeah, uh, voices of the it. beard. It was called. Yeah. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, like, I, I have that shirt. I I uh, wear it with pride. <laughs> ah, well, that's awesome. It was a that was a great night. Uh, that whole oh man, that whole thing. That was a that song falling to falling. I, I see. I always confuse it with falling into fire or into fire. Into um, <laughs> falling for forever. Into <laughs> fire. <laughs> yeah, falling for you forever. You did this to me. Yeah. Um, that is, by the way, the best Spock. If you if you don't know this part of the Spock's beard catalog, now where was that? Was like a B sides of of Beware of Darkness or something like that. Some sort of Japanese release. Oh, into, into fire. fire. Yeah. No, I think it was later. It might have been. Uh, for day for night, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe. So if you haven't heard it, Neil does like basically a Ronnie James Dio impression. And uh, <laughs> Into Fire! It was awesome. That's like my favorite Spock Spirit song. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and when that and when Dave Marrow sings uh, sings um, Iron Man, um, <laughs> there's a B sides on one of, I think it was, uh, it was on Oblivion Particle, you know, or something one of those where oh really i haven't heard that yeah it's pretty cool because you know dave loves to sing he's so prideful about it he's like, yes. give me more parts right now he he's <laughs> yeah he's always he's trying to get out of it the funny thing is he can uh he's got good pitch you know yeah when I, when, I, when I have to mix things that you know live things and dave has good pitch he's a good singer yeah I mean, he doesn't have, he doesn't have a good sounding voice. <laughs> He'll tell you this too. It's like he's got this weird covered tone, but it's like it blends well and it, and his pitch is good. So, yeah, we anyway. gave him the and he sounded great on it. We gave him that upper part, right? When we're doing and the, we knew. when we did the yeah yeahs in June, he does the June thing, and he he sounded really good on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, he does he does Iron Man. And, uh, well, how that heavy metal song came about, if you don't know, was uh, we when we first started Spocks, um, we were on a tiny, tiny label that uh, a guy named Greg Walker ran out of his garage. But I don't remember how it happened now. But we wound up getting a label, uh, a major label deal. Uh, with a company in Japan, and I think the label was called JVC, and it was a it was a considered to be a major at that time. So we were like, "Man, well, I guess we're just going to take off in Japan, and who knows? You know, I guess we'll be small in the rest of the world." Uh, and nothing ever really happened. They, they sold very few of our records. That company, and we licensed the them our records to them until the fifth album or something like that. But at the end of almost every album, they I would get a fax because it was before email. I would get a fax that said, nice album. Where is heavy metal song? 
That's awesome. Where is heavy metal song, you know? And so we would joke about that. And then um, somebody had asked us, maybe it was them, asked us to do, uh, you know, bonus tracks for, uh, you know, Day for Night, I think it was. And and so Rio brought in what would become Into Fire. And we had the best time. Uh, if you ever get a chance to ask Dave Maros about, about that, he I think he still right. says... That was, I mean, we were cry laughing as we were, we wrote the lyrics together. <laughs> and I, one of the moments I remember was like, let's see, uh, bathed in, bathed in blood, but we need another word, bathed in blood, <laughs> bathed in what kind of, what kind of blood, you know, foul blood, bathed in, and, and I think Dave said, tainted. <laughs> bathed in tainted blood. <laughs> <laughs> bathed in tainted blood. As a death count. Grows higher. <laughs> oh gosh! The funny thing is, like, if, if Ronnie James Dio had heard that, he'd be like, "Those are pretty clever lyrics." I should have thought of that. You know, no, it's his it was it was perfect. <laughs> really, <laughs> tainted blood. Blood wasn't bad enough to be bathed in. I just I don't remember the line that precedes "You did this to me," but it makes it funny. It just. Um, da, 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 just what you did, you did to me, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I have a confession to make. Uh, some friends of mine did a heavy metal parody for their like senior talent show in high school, and people remember what you see because what you did did this to me. Right. Was like from middle. was from them. I actually oh, really? didn't make that. Up. I to- I totally stole that from their like well, senior talent show. <laughs> People remember what you see, cause what you did did this to me. <laughs> that was awesome. So now everybody's got to go find that, cause that is <laughs> it's still my favorite spot. <laughs> I love what I love the ambiguity of did this. <laughs> like, did what? Like, what? <laughs> like I've got his hand missing from here down, or something. Right. Did this to me. Or it's just sort of obvious that. With whoever is singing that has to be completely insane, you know. It's got or he's got like a gargoyle, gargoyle face or something. Right? Yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, uh, it, I'm, we covered some really important stuff. We I did. Think. We got we got the we got heavy metal Walmart parody. And <laughs> we well, the the main thing is that that you're. I'm so glad you're going to be coming out with us in Transatlantic, man. Ah, it's gonna be so much fun. I really enjoyed the last one, and I can't believe it was seven years ago. It doesn't seem like you know, Kaleidoscope. Just I don't know what happened in the last seven years, but yeah, it just flew by. I miss that sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I still like the the zip down Kaleidoscope sweatshirt. I saw a picture of myself in that a couple of days ago. I'm like, what happened to that thing? I, I lost it somewhere. I think I lost it on the cruise. But anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had so much fun the last time, and and what's what's even cooler, and I'm sure Michael's already thinking about this, but you know, um, the fact that Daniel's going to be on the cruise too with Pain Pain of Salvation. I'm oh, sure. is he? I didn't know that. Yeah, well, oh. they're listed. Oh, okay. You know, so I'm sure Mike's already. You know, Mike's always four steps ahead, and. You know, yeah, in planning and stuff. So he's probably already thinking about that, getting Daniel up to do something. 
Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about doing the you know the latest record, but I might be just as excited about um, Morse Fest doing Whirlwind with strings and stuff. I mean, wow, that'll be so cool. It'll be so cool to hear like you know some of the orchestral stuff that's on the record actually you know played by real players. Man, Uh, it's going to be just amazing. Is it going to be some of the same players as the? As the like the Jesus um, crew, some of them, you know, I'm, I I usually just you know get like uh, you know the section leader guy. Basically, I, I'll hire him, and then he he puts the team together. But a lot of times, you know, sometimes it's uh, you know one of the same, and then other people. But they're always good. So, and we'll have I, you, Ted. I'll be looking forward to that huge long list of songs that uh, that you forewarned me about. Yeah, Do I you know. Guys have- It'll be still kind of of wait, letting the new album saturate to see which ones feel like they're going to be translating to live. Are you planning on just doing the whole thing or something? I cannot say. say (laughs) I cannot say. I um, that's I I really kind of give. Most people know this. I give uh, a lot of leeway to Mike for the set list. He's really good at it. I used to. I remember looking at many of his set list ideas, going, "Oh my god." You know, it was too, either a lot of times I thought it was too long, or you know, I just didn't, I didn't see it. And then we we do it, and I would go like, oh yeah, yeah, he was right. He's really gifted with that. So we'll let we'll let the gifts work, Ted. I guess we'll see. Yeah, would, you'll be hearing guess, you'll be hearing from more, us. If I'm more than nine days notice this time, that'll be better. Yeah, because um, that was the other part about the last tours that people probably don't know is that. Daniel got uh, had some health complications, and you called me with nine days to go, and I went, "Yeah, that sounds great." And then you sent me the music. And I'm like, "No, that sounds not great. I don't know if I can pull this off in nine days." And then I just didn't sleep for nine days, and it all worked out. Yeah, well, you did great, man. You did great. Yeah, no, we'll have plenty of time. I probably won't start working on this, you know, till the beginning of the new year, probably. But uh, uh, yeah, we'll get I you the music, and it'll be great. Yeah. yeah, it'll be cool. I just need to get my uh, my keyboard chops going again because you know between tours and I don't I don't write from a keyboard very often. Sometimes I'll do it just because I'm getting bored of what I'm coming up with on guitar. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, but a lot of times I have an easier time just writing with an acoustic or writing something riff based from electric. You know. Yeah. Or even starting with the drum pattern, the last thing I go to is the keyboard. Um, but, uh, but, well, I'll make sure I challenge you. Uh, yeah. So it's, I'll make it's, sure it's the last tour. I'll make yeah. sure that I give you the most difficult keyboard parts. No, I won't. <laughs> I won't do that. Yeah, man. Well, good talking with you, Ted. Musicians yeah, having coffee. Yeah. Did you have coffee? You had coffee. You had the cup. I did have coffee in yeah. my Hallmark mug. And we talked about stuff. We indeed did talk about stuff. From and Hallmark then music to Hallmark movies to guitars to transatlantic all right brother hey man i'm happy for you being out in this new environment and i think that sounds really good sounds like good things are happening yeah it's been really cool love it i mean i didn't expect to love it i mean everybody was like hey you're moving to new york i'm like yeah you know but um but i really do i mean it's beautiful here of course i haven't suffered through a winter yet right yeah let you know yeah we'll talk to you in april and see how yeah, but really, at least yeah. you won't be like burning, you know, literally burning 
up in California. That's true. I'm not going to catch on fire. I'm not going to be into fire. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah. We, there's no drought. That's for sure. Um, gosh, man, it's like it's. This has been the wettest win, uh, summer in a long time. I don't know what it's been like in Nashville, but uh, it's been really rainy here. So oh, it's wow. interesting. Rain is still a novelty for me. Everybody's like, yeah, the rain. I'm like, this is awesome. What are you talking about? But I'm sure like a year from now, I'm like, yeah, the rain, you know, I'll be just hating like everybody else. But it's, it's, yeah, it's amazing. The, outside my window, because it opens, it backs up to open space, is like a little nature show. It's just so many animals, little furry creatures just running by chipmunks and squirrels. And, and uh, I feel like Snow White. They're all just like gathering around me. Like, oh, <laughs> you know, so there's butterflies and and bird birds that I've never seen before. You know that you're like, what the heck is that? So you just put your arms out and they all like come yeah. to you as you're singing yeah. with way too fast of vibrato. As you're singing <laughs> into fire, into <laughs> fire. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's really it's it's like, it is a nature show. It's kind of it's it's pretty cool. That's cool, know? man. Good, good. All right, my brother. Well, we'll be talking and we'll be playing. And, yes, indeed. Uh, it's going to be very, good. Very, it will probably come upon us very, very soon if, if the last seven years is any indication you know, of how fast time goes. Came upon us much too soon. I've heard that one. Hey. Wait, that's um, <laughs> Wait what? Is that again? All right, my friend. Take hey, care, man. bro. All right. Thank you. It was, it was fun chatting. Yeah. Always good. Good Always stuff. Always good to talk. Yeah. yeah. See you later, Ted. Don't